the newest alderman, youngest alderman for the city of Chicago, 43rd Ward, uh, Timmy Knudsen. Or this is the question I have, my first question. It's very controversial. Is it Timmy Knudsen or Timmy Knudsen? <laughs> it is a controversial question, Steve. And first off, thanks so much for having me on. It is Timmy Knudsen. Aha. No, the, the K is not silent. The, the K is very loud. Oh, oh I should Knudsen like that. Very loud. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what I know you were involved in city activities, and by the way, uh, you can thank me for you being alderman, or blame me. I'm not sure which. Is that, is that so? Well, let me explain. So, uh, Alderman Michelle Smith, who you replaced, was on the show on a Sunday, and by the following Saturday or Friday, she announced that, uh, for a variety of personal reasons, she was leaving office, which she didn't say publicly, that it was probably my fault. She did the interview with me, and I'm out of here. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> So what you're saying is I'm going to resign shortly after being appointed. <laughs> Probably, yes, yes. Well, why did you want to go for this gig? I mean, here you're a lawyer, you're gainfully employed, you're very, very busy doing things for the community. Who wants to be an alderman? Yeah, you know, Steve, I, I think the first answer is just I, I really love the 43rd Ward. It's the only ward I've lived in in the city of Chicago. My law practice is working with a lot of entrepreneurs and startup companies on more general issues, right? So the types of issues that came across my law firm desk were everything across the board. I view that as, as being an alderman. A good alderman is, is, is responding to constituent services of all types and trying to find creative solutions for those issues. The other arm is I used to be chairman of the Zoning Board of Appeals. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that, it also my role on the ZBA I, I viewed as being a leader in a judicial manner, um, someone who leads conversation um, uh, in a way that builds consensus and builds coalition. So I think the marriage of the government leadership with the private sector innovation background is a really good fit for Alderman. Well, consensus, coalition. Uh, we've had the parade of people, not everyone, but more than half of them, well over, uh, that are running for the office of mayor, including our current mayor on this show. And they... Uh, mostly, not our current mayor, I must say, but most of them talk about the need to build coalitions. And in fact, one or two aldermen have said that are now leaving on their way out of City Hall. One thing that motivated them to go is all the divisiveness. Uh, Do you see you as part of the solution to fix this? You know, I absolutely do. I I think we're going to see a number of new older people coming in and getting a little bit of a head start. Um, I view it as a big responsibility as, as someone who sees all power comes through coalition, right? Aldermen have really two tranches of service. You're, you're serving in the ward, on the streets, on the blocks, in the office, and then the city council. City council, um, without strong coalition, um, it, it, it won't be as effective. So what I want to do is really learn as much as I can immediately and dive in on both of those levels. And so when new council members start next year, um, I'll I'll be able to lead some of the conversation quickly. So one of the things that's most important for any alderman is the constituents say, my garbage wasn't picked up, but something else that would be important. And I looked at your website is that, you know, you turn on your water and you want to drink of water. You're one of few that seem to be concerned 
and addressing the water issue. What is the water issue, and why does it concern you? <laughs> yes, yeah, so this is what I, I heard that. Um, I heard I heard you say that that Paul Vallis and I are talking about it on the way in. I don't know that I've talked much about it, but what I will say is for a lakefront community, well, water it's, is it's, always it's on your website, and that's why I ask about it. Yeah, so right now my, my website is is just a little bit of my bio. So there might be a little bit of confusion here, but I, I do think generally, you know, my my comment on that is be yeah, like water, especially in Chicago, we're attached to one of the greatest natural water sources in in the country. And as we, you know, pitch ourselves as a city for climate migrants going forward, it's going to be really important to protect those sources. Well, what I think uh, Paul Vallis is talking about, a concern with lead in the water, particularly in the school water. Uh, but I want to talk about those migrants that you mentioned. Uh, I, I know you've long been interested in this issue and now it's an issue we've got these people coming to chicago whether we expect them or not i want to talk about that i want to talk about the 43rd ward and i want to talk about ethics in city hall michelle smith i think would say if i may put words in her mouth is one thing that she was so proud of she led the ethics committee for some time and made some real changes so i want to talk about all of that when we come back on wgn WGN, Steve Dale here, and on the phone with Alderman Timmy Knutson. Did I get that right? Yep, absolutely right. See, practice makes perfect. Yeah, well, with me, it usually doesn't, but I try. 43rd (laughs) Ward Alderman, the youngest alderman uh, for the city of Chicago at this very moment. And, uh, yeah, you have been involved for a very long time with uh, helping people who are new to the country uh, if if I'm correct in reading uh, a bit about your history. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So an issue that's near and dear to me and that I've been spending a good amount of time during my legal career working on pro bono um, are asylum issues and um, mainly focused on LGBTQ plus people who are seeking asylum in the United States for fear of return to their home countries. Obviously, in the media in the past few weeks, we are all seeing we're getting buses full of migrants to Chicago, and the number keeps increasing. I, I, I saw a number on Friday that we were up to around 1,600. I'm guessing it's more now. Um, the inhumane part of this, because let me be clear, Chicago is a city with a, a really good, solid setup to get these migrants legal services shelter, food, everything you need to live. We're a true sanctuary city. Well, we're supposed, excuse me, Alderman, we're supposed to be, but didn't some of those migrants, a fair number of them, end up in some of the suburbs near Chicago? Yes, but not in Chicago. Well, that's part of it. And so, yeah, what I was getting to is the inhumane part of this is the lack of notice. When that many people are arriving to a city with needs, um, it takes planning time, quite frankly, and organizing of resources. So the way that the Texas governor is busing people up without any notice doesn't allow us to respond um, as strongly as, as we could. But let me be clear, the response has been amazing. Uh, to me, someone who, who knows this community, works one-on-one with this community, um, if they're being sent to a, a suburb, but that's the best location, a church in the suburb or a home in the suburb, it's a great result, right? Like when it comes down to it, it's, the human element of living that needs to be a part of this conversation. If we were to have this conversation 10 years ago, say, uh, 
and we were talking about crime in Chicago, we'd be greatly talking about certain neighborhoods. Still wrong. Very, very wrong. It's no better. And in fact, the sad part is, I would argue, that the crime in those neighborhoods, those underserved communities, uh, never got enough attention uh, because it was just in that neighborhood. It really didn't matter. But then during the pandemic, huge change in Chicago because crime is everywhere, uh, including your ward, the 43rd ward on the near north side. Uh, I believe there was a murder last night or overnight uh, in your ward, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Steve, you know, the, the crime is heartbreaking throughout, throughout the city. Um, before I, I was alderman, right, because I've been alderman for around 10 days, happened quite quickly. Um, I was campaigning uh, for, for a couple months, and the conversations all that I was having with, with constituents and residents all is, is around crime and how from an aldermanic office you can find creative solutions to um, start improving public safety, right? So one thing we, we did right away when I got into office is we're looking deeper into the aldermanic menu budget, basically the money that every ward gets for infrastructure, infrastructure is defined broadly, um, and how we can use that to increase public safety in our ward. Um, 43rd Ward and other lakefront wards have used that budget um, for, for cameras, which are, are known as a deterrent to crime, but also lighting. We need to make people start feeling safe. Um, it, it, we need to slowly all chip away at this problem in the city and have the, the short-term solutions that combine with long-term investing and the, the, the types of solutions that really get to the root of the problem. So how do you, so that several things to ask you all at once here. Uh, when I talk to aldermen, no matter what ward, of, there are 50 of them, but no matter which ward it is, that alderman says, I don't have enough police in my ward. I imagine you say the same thing. On top of everything else, there is a police shortage. So some places, including, I believe, your ward, uh, there have been private security people that have been hired to walk up and down the streets. Is this a good idea? Uh, simply a necessary idea? What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think in advocating for my ward as the alderman, I, a key word in private security is private. Um, and therefore, I, I, don't, I, I don't even have a, a say on, on the issue. It, it, I think the issue here is that people feel like they have to take that in their own hands. My goal as alderman for my ward is, is to lead on the public side of things, right? Like, do what we can with the menu budget. Make, make the police feel like they have an open source of communication and trust with the office so that we can get information to people quickly. Um, and I, I'm excited to, to lead on that side of things. Well, one of the concerns of your predecessor, Michelle Smith, we talked about that very openly, is that, yes, the police often do their job and, and they find the bad guy. But then that bad guy is right back out on the street the next day or maybe even that very day of frustration for Michelle Smith, your predecessor, and for many other aldermen and certainly for the police. What do you think? Yeah, and, you know, I, I think, like I said, from the 43rd Ward, I want to be leading on communication. Um, I don't think that there's much of a benefit to me um, brainstorming on things that a lot of a lot of our state and judicial judicial issues, right? From the 43rd Ward and the seat I sit on, I want to bring results through the tangible ways that we can do so. So that's why I'm talking a lot about the menu budget, because that's something we can do so quick, quickly with. Right. But there's got, will that do the trick? Will that, I mean, so you use that menu budget, which is limited. You know, aldermen only have so much money they can spend. Uh, 
I, I'm not clear on what you'd spend it. You'll tell me in a moment. But even then, is that going to be enough? You know, I think, well, again, public safety, I think when we talk about it, it has to be a bit of everything. I, I lead in a lane that a lot of the aldermanic power is through a budget, right? Like you get the budget, you decide what you want to prioritize to use with that budget. And also then you go and advocate on city council. Um, for for a bigger public safety plan um, for the ward. Um, a lot of this, too, is, is getting the best type of communication to people within the ward so that they feel safe. Um, so right now, as I'm starting day 10, I'm really leaning quickly and intensely into the ways that we can show tangible results from the aldermanic office. You know, I have a question, a text here from your ward, from the 43rd ward, according to the texter, uh, that this texter is considering, with his young children, leaving the city for the suburbs, not only for better schooling, but the big issue to the texter is crime. Uh, I know that, again, I'm bringing up your predecessor because these were important issues to her, to try to keep people in the community, particularly families. Yeah. And, you know, schools are the bedrock of a community. We have really, really strong schools in the 43rd Ward. And I've got ideas quickly on how to champion them better from the ward office. You know, I want to put together a collection of school leaders within the ward for a more general advisory council for our schools. There's a lot of people in the 43rd Ward that give double digits hours every week for free to their school LLCs, to the friends of communities, and just supporting the principals. Um, and that's something I want to as I want to lean into quickly because I only ever went to public school, right? Like I'm, I'm the product of a good public school education from kindergarten all the way to graduating from Illinois for law school. Um, so to really boost the ward in that way, that's how we keep families and that's how we get more. Uh, you mentioned a couple of times, and you're openly gay, uh, about the LGBTQ community. Uh, and now we have, if I'm counting right, and math has never been a good subject for me, but if I'm counting right, there are Five now, with two about to leave, uh, uh, openly gay aldermen. Uh, a lot of cities don't have 50 aldermen, but that representation right. <laughs> is, is more than many, many other cities. And I would assume you would think and do think a good thing for Chicago. Oh, it's such a good thing for Chicago, right? Like, and also, I think we're going to be losing three because I think three out of the five are, are retiring or, or running for other right. offices. Yeah, so, yeah, I get your, so that, yep, I know the three, so you're you totally know, so, correct. So that brings us down down to, you know, really small numbers. And here's the thing, as a gay leader in the city, I think that when I go out and I say representation matters, it's not just for the gay community, it's for, it's for all the communities that haven't seen themselves in these types of positions in, in even recent history. Like, I'm really sensitive to how we talk about LGBTQ plus leadership, because even just 10 years ago, right, like the gay community could only get married in three states. These things have changed really quickly. And in a lot of ways, our representation hasn't caught up. So I'm, I'm really proud to be, you know, the first gay, gay alderman in the 43rd Ward. And um, it's just a part of me, you know, but it is really at the foundation on how I lead and my approach. Um, I, I lead through inclusive inclusivity. Like I, I learn a lot through coalition that got, you know, my, my mentors and the legends I look up to is what got rights in our state, you know, before are, many others. Who are so, those? Who are those people? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm blessed with a lot of good mentors. Um, I, you know, I give a strong shout out to Art Johnson. 
um, who owns Sidetrack Bar. He also started what is now Quality Illinois. Art was one of my letters of recommendation for the appointment, and it's truly, truly just a legend in the space and has brought so much progress. Another, another late mentor, um, the late Michael Bauer. Um, Michael Bauer was, you know, such a champion and just taught me a lot on how, how, to, how to lead on certain issues, how to talk about issues, and advocate for the community. I saw his husband, Roger, at my fundraiser this week, and it was just, it was just such a nice interaction because we, we all miss Michael so much. Speaking of fundraisers, uh, I, I would guess that you are running. I mean, you were, you were named the alderman when Alderman Smith left, but that's not permanent. You have to run yeah. for office. Uh, are you going to? Yes, so there's a lot happening at once, right? Like nothing, nothing like getting a new job and then uh, having to having to also fight to protect it. I, I am I am running, um, and luckily it's not like I started running uh, ten days ago. Um, I've been at the doors, I've been getting petitions, and I've been involved in the ward for for quite some time. Um, and I, I think that that is really the foundation of a a, a good campaign. No, um, I have. I'm sorry to interrupt. I only have about 30 seconds left. Okay. But I need yeah. to ask this question, so I'm curious. You you were uh, appointed by Mayor yeah. Lightfoot. Does this mean you support Mayor Lightfoot for mayor? Yeah, you know, and I, I'm, I'm proud to have supported the first gay mayor of the city of Chicago, a black female who's led in really hard times in the pandemic. Um, you're not going to see me as an unelected official doing much in the way of endorsing on, on any type of race. I've got to really lean into just the 43rd Ward issues um, in order to bring results quick and also to get elected on by myself in February. I'm, I'm very sensitive to that. I've only been appointed. All right. Very good. Uh, we'll, we'll have you in studio at some point. Timmy Knudsen, Alderman 43rd Ward. It is so good to talk to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you.